Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Aaron Waikie. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Henry. This is going to be an interesting conversation. We've never uh, done a deep dive on this topic specifically, which is how to use text messaging, SMS text messaging, to generate and convert leads for your small business. I I love I love to be the icebreaker. This is perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, we, we we've done a lot of of episodes on marketing, obviously, but never on this specific how to use text messaging. So I'm glad to have you today. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. If you want to receive more information about the Howard business, including the show notes page for this episode, which is where you'll find a link to to join uh, if this service sounds that it might solve a very important problem or challenge for you, then go to the show notes page for this episode. That's also where you'll find out how you can continue supporting my show and receive exclusive content and discounts through a Patreon membership. So just visit thehowabusiness.com. Let me tell you a little bit more about Aaron, and we'll get into the conversation. Aaron Waikey is the co-founder and CEO of Leadferno, and Leadferno is a text messaging platform for businesses to close more leads faster. Aaron is an entrepreneur founding and leading multiple companies and uh, digital marketing agencies over the past 20 years. Prior to Leadferno, he was CEO of GatherUp, growing it to serving over 25,000 businesses and appearing in the Inc. 5000. Aaron led GatherUp to an acquisition in 2019. He held, uh, he helped found also the, is it, how do you pronounce that name? Is it MN Search? Yep, MN Search, abbreviated for Minnesota. Got it, that's right, I had looked that up. MN Search <laughs> Association. <laughs> uh, uh, he is a, a local, U, a local IU faculty speaker and speaks internationally on digital marketing, customer experience, conversion, and messaging. And as you just alluded to, Aaron lives in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. So once again, Aaron Waikie, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Henry. And yes, it's a wonderful 15 degrees and snowing already here <laughs> in the great state of Minnesota. So I used to, way back when in my sales career, I worked for a company called Lawson Software that was yeah. based, they're actually still based. Uh, now they moved to St. Paul many, many years ago, but they were in Minnesota. Yep. So spent many lovely winter days up there. Wrong time of the year to visit here. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful in the summer, right? But of course, you have to embrace the winter sports and all of that good stuff. Yep. But I, I have a friend who lives up there. And everybody who lives up there, I always say, why would you live there? But they say it's a wonderful place to live. Half the year, you're only half crazy. Half the year, you are fully crazy to live here. <laughs> well, I'll give you a crazy part. I know this is common for you, but it freaked me out the first time I was there a coworker who lived there uh, drove us and he stopped at a 7-Eleven and we all got out and he left the car running. It's like, why are you leaving the car running? Well, you have to, otherwise it won't start again. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how cold it gets. All right, let's get into this. I like to start with the journey. Um, so what leads you after having a successful career to, to co-founding Leadferno? Tell us briefly that story, if you would. Oh, Henry, it's probably an addiction. Um, I, I love to, uh, I love early stage businesses. So being around as things start and being able to set the vision and start to create it and, and put it together is something I, I really enjoy. Um, you know, I, I've done this multiple, multiple times, um, some not successful, um, 
now that I've learned a lot more, the the past few have been very successful. And Leadferno really is a culmination of a number of those experiences. So I spent about 15 years running digital agencies. So building websites, doing SEO and search marketing and social media, um, building apps for businesses of all types and, and all sizes. Um, and within that, I, I always kind of wanted a great solution out of a box for contacting a, a business instead of so fragmented with place a phone number here and a contact us form here and maybe this there. Um, and so that that was kind of part of it. And then prior to Leadferno for uh, about five plus years, I ran Gather Up, which was a customer feedback and online review gatherer. Okay. So um, in working with that company, uh, we worked with over 25,000 businesses globally, majority being small businesses, and helping them listen to the voice of their customer and understand how they could do better and using great reviews as marketing. So I got to see the data across millions upon millions of reviews and just see how important communication was mm -hmm. to businesses having a five-star you know, customer experience for their customers. So those two things kind of combined, and instead of at the very tail end where we were with gather up, where we were asking for feedback after a purchase, after a service. Um, I wanted to jump all the way to the front of the line and how can I make working with a business easier and better um, right from the start. And so that led to kind of, you know, looking at, at lead Ferno. And interesting enough, we probably think of ourselves more as a conversion company. Um, the, our number one job is we want to, as we coin it, we want to take people from being lurkers on your website to leads. Mm -hmm. And what we found out in our early testing to look at how can we best do this, text messaging by far and away stood out as a great tool to be able to make those conversions happen um, for you know quite a few different reasons that that we can jump into today. But those you know, it was taking 20 years of multiple things I had done, combining those and really looking at, I've always tried to look at and be like, okay, well, I'm not one of those, um, you know, uh, crystal ball, predict the future and I see things before they happen, mm -hmm. but just paying attention and seeing how much texting was taking over our communication styles. And even more so as we went through the pandemic, as consumers, we really gravitated, we moved away from Texting is just my personal communication to, no, this is so easy. This is how I want to communicate everywhere. And in many instances, that was the best way to communicate with some of the businesses that were still key to us when we couldn't walk in their door anymore. Right, right. Yeah, that's, we'll talk more about this because I think that it's easy for us to, you know, as an old guy to say, oh, you know, the young people don't want to talk to anybody. But the reality is what they figured out sooner than we did is it's just faster. It's easier. It's, it's more convenient. So that's a lot of the reasons why. It's so much easier. But before we go there, I know in the research, you tell a story of how also you had a customer experience that led you to think, wait, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? Yeah, my like, uh, I don't know, pushed me over the edge, right. uh, broke the camel's back moment. <laughs> uh, I was up at our cabin in, in northern Minnesota, and it was just one of those beautiful days. And I was just Kind of getting a little, I saw a couple of just beautiful newer boats drive by and I have a boat. It's nice, but it's like 10, 15 years old. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be looking at a new, maybe it's time, right? I mm. had that, that buyer's emotion going of through course. me. And so I, I pulled up, I, there's a boat dealership, not too far from the lake we were on. 
And I pulled up their website and I started looking through some of their inventory and there was one that caught my eye. And so uh, I filled out their form on the website of a handful of questions. And a few hours later, I got an email back um, and they basically were like, you know, okay, great. Tell us what lake are you on? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I replied to that. Well, they didn't reply back to me that day. And in fact, it was, yeah, a whole day later when I got a reply back and I got that reply and they're like, okay, you know, would you be trading a, a boat in? Um, and uh, all the time you're, you're, you're potentially losing the enthusiasm for this decision that you've emotionally made, right? Yes. I'm, I'm no longer at the cabin. I'm now yeah. 120 <laughs> miles away from where yeah. the conversation started. Right. So and so there was an exchange of emails three or four times, and it took three days before they finally worked up like a price for me, right? Because they wanted to include the trade-in value of my boat, and they wanted to understand some things. They probably want to understand, like, you know, based on my location, do I have an opportunity to be a repeat buyer? Things like that. But yeah, it took three days for me to get the price of the boat. And everything they asked me, I looked at, this was a five-minute text conversation. Um, the things they asked me about my boat, and they asked for a few photos to understand the condition is, I could have just walked down the dock and taken them right then and there instead right. of them asking me Tuesday afternoon when I started the conversation on a Sunday. So that to me just was like, wow, here, here's a, a, a boat that's you know uh, about a six-figure boat, and they're just willing to let that sale go out and that opportunity go over many days instead of striking while the iron's hot. So right. that was my own personal experience it was like, okay, I got to build this. It's got to be better. Yeah. Wonderful. Why did you decide to partner on this business? You know, I have always been someone that enjoys working with others. Um, there's been one business in my life that I uh, was a solo founder. Only me. It was my very first one. And it was, it was a failure. Um, I learned a lot, but after that, I really realized that you can only be great at so many things. And if you are someone that you can find the right people that you trust and they balance you out in what their strengths are, um, it's only going to make you stronger. So in this case, my uh, co-founder, Joel Headley, is someone I had known for a decade uh, we met when we were both speaking at uh, internet marketing conferences. Uh, he's, he worked a long time at Google. Um, and so the yin, yin and the yang on this was great, where it's like I'd spent so much of my time working with small businesses and inside smaller businesses and medium-sized businesses, things like that, where his experience was around larger businesses. Um, and we just had some different approaches to things, but yet we aligned uh, on the other things that are really important as far as like um, morals, business morals and guidance and the vision and things like that. Uh, so for for me, it's always about how can I find great people that complement uh, my skill set bring some different things um, to the table. Um, and starting a business is really hard. So when you have one more person in your corner, another person fighting the same fight and everything else, I just think uh, it, it can help you reach success um, at a far easier rate than when you're going solo. Yeah, well said. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm the same way. I prefer to partner. It has to be the right person, but I prefer yep. to partner for all of those reasons. Um, it can has it has challenges, but also I suspected what it also does for you. If if I got you right, since you tend to be the guy who wants to move on to the next thing, sometimes we need someone that might help us on the implementation side. So that might be another reason why you might partner sometimes. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's with anything. Once you understand what you are great at, then it's all about 
freeing up your time so you can do what you're great at and backfilling other people doing what they're great at that are the things that you're not. So in in those scenarios, anytime you do that, then you're truly unlocking your best self um, and you're giving your company your best shot because you have others to fill the roles that you don't exceed at. When did you know that you wanted to be a business owner, that you wanted to be your own boss? Oh, I started my first business when I think I was 22 or 23. Um, and I, I grew up in an entrepreneur household. My dad owned a, a small AM radio station in, in the community I grew up in. My mom was a custom art framer and had a small art gallery. So I, I was around them. I, I always joked that our, our dinner table was like just a, a small board meeting every night where <laughs> You know, my mom had just a couple employees. My dad had, you know, over a dozen employees. And so it was employee things and business things. And especially with my dad's business, with a radio station, just being part of a small community, it was going to everything, community events, sporting events, high school events, all those kind of things. So it was just kind of how I grew up. And my first couple of jobs were bigger, were corporate and I learned a ton, but I also saw, I could feel myself looking at things and, oh, I, I would do this a different way. I, I I would have a better way of doing this, or I would like to do this without all the red tape in my way um, or the layers over the top of me. So I could really get to what I really want to do. And yeah, that's, that's what led me to starting my first business. If you were to do it over, would you still go the corporate route because of what you learned there that you were able to bring over or... Was it that you just didn't have any an idea necessarily to run with at that time? How, how would you do it differently, if at all? I absolutely would have gone the corporate route. I probably would have done another handful of years, maybe, instead of my first business. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to mess with where where you... Uh, right. Why, it why happens as it happens. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because there's some really great things about my first failure. But no, I, I learned so much. When you start to learn about larger businesses in process and structure. Um, and if you're keen enough to pick up on how important those things are yeah. and, and how they matter and how they fit together, there's there's so much you can learn. And so now, I, I really think it's a great idea to do as many things as you can with the perspective of learning from them, understanding, be aware of what you're good at, what you're not, how process helps strengthen the things that you're not great at. So to me, it was invaluable. Yeah. I hear you. I agree. All right, let's dig, let's go into it. This this uh, using text messages for lead generation, and I thought we'd start by explain. Well, you explained it at the at the outset here, so I don't want to repeat it, but let's kind of summarize what it is that the challenge is that you're addressing with with Leadferno. Yeah, in, interesting enough, and we don't have to think too hard about this. Like small business websites, for the last twenty years, the their main conversion point is having a contact page. Yeah. So, in their header, in their menu, in the footer, um, you're driving people to your contact page. Some take one more step, and they have a a free estimate page. Um, or an ask us a question page, something along those lines. But for the most part, we really rely on this contact page, no matter how many service pages we have, product pages, blog posts, all these things that we're trying to do over time to build more value in our website and answer more questions. We kind of leave that final mile to just this contact page and likely a contact form. And that contact form can be three or four questions. We also have all been on websites where it's 15 or 20 questions. 
Um, and that just creates a, a lot of friction. And then we send these off and we don't get a reply. Did they receive my form? What's the next step? What's happening? So you have all these loose ends that just really can lead a consumer to like jump to the next website to see who's going to contact me first or how do I get help or what's going on with this? Um, so within that, we just really looked like, how do we evolve the last mile? It's like, you've already done the work to appear in a search result or get their attention on social media or someone refers you and they look up your website and they come to your website. And what they're really wanting for most small businesses now connect me to an expert to help me um, just get a couple last questions answered, find out about your process, shore up some of the loose details, and then I'm ready to take a next step forward with you, which hopefully you can lay out for me is a very easy, straightforward process. Mm -hmm. So in looking at that, we created these you know floating buttons that are at the bottom right of your website, similar to where any of us would find like a live chat uh, button or, or another call to action. But ours are putting out there an advertising that you can text with this business. Mm -hmm. um, we find overwhelmingly, right, text is like the lowest barrier to entry to being able to quickly ask a question. And you know you're going to get an answer back. You'll get a notification in your SMS app, which is likely the app you use the most on your phone. Um, you can manage the time. It's not like waiting for a phone call back, trading voicemails sending an email, having to check into your email, wade through the spam to see if you got an answer on something. Um, so that that's what we basically freed up a website is to like take this step forward. And now that call to action is on every single page of your website instead of just the contact page. And you're using you're able to use conversation to interact and your expertise to interact and close a lead instead of relying on your website content to answer all of it exchanging emails, voicemails, uh, all these other uh, things that cause a lot of friction and slow down the process. Right. Yeah. And, and that, and that doesn't allow that responsiveness, which is what people are looking for. Uh, in most cases, you share a stat. I think it was on the website. I saw that it says uh, quote over 75% of prospects and customers want to text a business. I was curious, what, what's the source of that? Is that a study that you all did or is it from a more general study that uh, you got that from? I'm curious as to the source. Yeah, that one was a general study that was done. I believe that one was Pew Research mm -hmm. um, conducted that one. And yeah, we've just seen this shift where text once upon a time and our mobile number was a very guarded personal thing, right? right like right. We, we were willing, we're willing to sign up for anything for a discount with our email. And that's why our email inbox has become just mm -hmm. so overblown. But as this has evolved, you know, and I really look at it, it it's a combination of things. But first and foremost, Texting has made communicating in our lives so much easier than any other channel. And so once we find something that's super easy, we want that in the rest of our life. If I can use texting to be able to like uh, book my dog into being groomed or get the plumber to come to my house or get a reminder on an upcoming appointment, like I want to work that easy. I want it to fit into the app I'm communicating with my friends, my family, my coworkers, my interest groups, everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one part of it. Um, uh, the second part, just as I alluded to in the pandemic, is without face-to-face -face interactions with businesses, businesses started offering more tools and they wanted to stay connected with their customers. And that helped erode what was going on um, with text as well. And then gradually, I still see there's still a ton of greenfield here, but slowly more businesses kind of caught on. Like five years ago, 
it was hospitality that was texting you, right? Your hotel that you checked into um, would text you to find out if the room's okay after you've checked in and things like that. And, if, and a few other businesses, real estate being one of them. But a ton of your local businesses, your service businesses, things like that weren't texting you. Well, that's evolved so much more. And there's a lot of business starting to, to do this now. So it becomes the more norm. And when you're like, oh, man, my dry cleaners make it so easy because they text me when my order's ready to pick up. I wish this business did that too. Um, and that that business might be a business owner that's a customer of the dry cleaners. And they're like, oh man, that was really easy. How can I do that for my business? Um, so I think all of those things kind of combined it have made teps, texting for business just more mainstream, more acceptable and really desired now because we want that interaction to be easy too. Yeah, no doubt. I got to think though that for one of the pushbacks that I know business owners have with this, and, and I'm probably included in it, I have to give it some thought, is that I think, well, gosh, the, the reason I want to get them to fill out this form or call me and then set up an appointment is I got to give them my spiel, right? I got to convince them. I got to communicate the value. And and if I don't, if they don't go through my process, then I'm not going to be able to effectively, um, you know, close the deal for the right price, right? It's like we, we resist giving here to an extent, the way we feel sometimes is giving the customer control. Is that is that part of the challenge you think that that small business owners have to overcome with this? Uh, I definitely think that's one of them. The other one just being the glaring, uh, you know, one more thing, right? Which as small right. business- Another <laughs> thing I have to implement and manage. Yes. And now somebody has to respond to those text messages and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, on, on the point that you bring up, I just always put, you know, whether you like it or not, the consumer is in control. That's right. And if, and if they go to your website and they see a, a 10 field or a 15 field site, and they're like, I don't, want to spend the the brain power right now to fill this thing out. Yeah. I'm not ready to commit that much. Like I'm not taking that step. And then they go to the next one in the search results and it's, Hey, you can text us. I, I, I know where the majority of the leads are probably going to go in that scenario. The one that makes it the easiest to work with them. Where the so, less friction exists is where the consumer is going to go by and large. Yeah. Absolutely. So when, when you when you see that, there's all kinds of things at play. And then, you know, some consumers even start thinking, well, how easy are these guys to work with if I only do it their way? How great right. are they at communication if they don't have some of these forward thinking and current communication channels like texting? So that's definitely something that I would encourage people to like get out of the way, like embrace that the customer's in control and give them options, right? And that's that's one way our tool also differs is those buttons that we place on your website, not only can you start a text conversation, but we allow you to connect any of your other contact methods. So you can put your phone number for a click to call button, an email us button. You can link to any contact forms or a free estimate form or anything else like that. We believe one of the other kind of pillars of conversion is the power of choice. So since these buttons are always on the page, always visible to the customer, like let them choose how they want to connect with you. At the end of the day, you just want that. You want that contact. That's right. what you really want. You want the opportunity. So give them options. No, no different than when you go to a business, you see on the door, yes, we take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Apple Pay, Google Pay. That you know, the consumer knows I can spend this however I want to get my rewards points um, for what I have in my wallet, whatever else. I, I want that flexibility. I offer that in your communication as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And you, and so you facilitate all of that, and then there's integration to whatever CRM I might have as an example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So 
One, we we power the text messaging itself. So you create an account with us. We have an inbox. We have a desktop app you can log into. We have mobile apps. So we're providing the two-way texting for you. You can put your staff on it. You can transfer conversations between each other. Um, we have auto replies to new leads. So they instantly get a message from your business when they fill out a new lead. Um, we have them during both business hours and after hours. So someone texts you at midnight or 2 a.m., they get a response and you let them know, hey, we're going to start responding again starting at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. It pulls automatically from a schedule, um, but it can still ask them, you know, tell us more about what you're looking for. So when you come in to the office or you start responding at 8 or 9 a.m., um, you have more information. That lead is already a little bit warm for you to, to be able to take it over. So in both powering that message and then offering that, yes, we also can connect. We have a Zapier app. Uh, we have an API as well. And yeah, that, that's the most common connection is we see people connecting this to their CRM, HubSpot, Salesforce, um, whatever they might be using. So when they get a new lead and a new contact in Leadferno, it populates a new lead or a new contact in their CRM. Right. Because I can see where that's also a concern is a, wait a second, now I'm losing visibility to this one platform that we've invested in where we're doing our lead nurturing and tracking. Uh, and so I wouldn't want to now have another a place to to manage leads, right? We want that functionality, but have it all be integrated. Yes. And, you know, to, to branch off that point as well, Henry, by using a business texting app, this helps you re retain all of those contacts right. and all of those yeah. conversations instead of, you know, yeah, you can just say, oh, my employees already text. They all text from their own phones. And so we offer that. It's like, all that data, all those contacts are on their own phones. Yeah. Um, so that employee leaves and there goes your data. There goes yeah. your leads and everything no, else. And, and so, who knows what, you know, there's a lot more potential for, for inappropriate things to be shared or just yep. messages to get lost, you know, all of those things, including, I'm imagining it handles if somebody wants to opt out, right? So just like an unsubscribe, it manages that as well, I suspect, yeah? Yeah, and we find really that never takes place in the style of what our tool is because we're focused on one-to-one -one communication and yeah. the customer is starting it through inbound. So much different than like a text blast tool, right? That's yes. that's something that we're not focused on. And you know, without getting on a big soapbox, we can dive into it further if you want, but most small businesses really aren't equipped to uh, excel at text marketing and text blasts. Um, all you're going to do is burn. And, you know, when that customer is like, oh, they keep sending me message. So you're sending too frequently. There's not enough value. And all you're going to get them is to want to unsubscribe and block. And now you lost that one-to-one -one connection to interact with them when you actually could use it in a one-to-one -one state to actually get them back in for business or build a deeper relationship. So for most small business, I really caution them with text marketing and text blasts. Um, you're, you're more likely to do more harm than than good with what that can do for you. Here, what we're doing with Leadferno is facilitating and removing the friction on that conversation uh, that starts with that lead and as we nurture that lead and, and hopefully close the sale with them. Absolutely. One-to-one, -one, get them connected to an expert, to a staff member on your team, get them help, get them feeling trust, and move them through your sales process. This is Henry Lopez, briefly pausing this episode to invite you to schedule a free coaching consultation with me. I welcome the opportunity to chat with you about your business plans and offer the guidance and accountability that we all need to achieve success. As an experienced small business owner myself, 
I understand the challenges you're experiencing, and often it's about helping you ask the right questions to help you make progress towards achieving your goals. Whether it's getting started with your first business or growing and maybe exiting your existing small business, I can help you get there. To find out more about my business coaching services and to schedule your free coaching consultation, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. Take that next step today towards finally realizing your business ownership dreams. I look forward to speaking with you soon. All right, you've shared, obviously, as we were starting a, a couple of examples, your example in the in the process of trying to buy a boat. Is there another example that comes to mind of a small business, and we don't have to name them, but, but that is using Leadferno and how they're using it and how it's helping them capture more leads? Yeah, uh, I can rattle these off at, at great lengths. I, I always love, <laughs> I, I always love sharing ones that share numbers back with me. Yes. Um, so like, uh, one of our customers, uh, garage door repair company mm -hmm. and in there, so we offer a two week free trial. And in the first two weeks, just using us during the free trial, I, I, you know, we'd reached out a couple of times. We're always, we send emails, letting them know about features and trying to help them unlock. And we really hadn't heard anything from this customer. And so as the trial was near him, like, Hey, I, you know, I just really, I personally want to know how's it going for you. Is there anything I can help with? Can I give you any tips or advice? And he's like, no, this is great. I've already closed 5,000 in business and I have another $4,000 pending and I haven't even paid you a dollar yet. Um, so that was a fantastic one. And the, the big thing that was working for him is that after hours reply. So when wow. people were contacting them at eight at night, 10 at night, midnight, um, and he was giving them a link in the auto reply to just book an appointment with him. More people were booking appointments, more people because the auto reply responded, it caused them not to look any further for a provider because That's they right. had already said, we got they this and we're responding. Problem, yep. yep. At 8 a.m. He's like, our, our after hours booking has like tripled from where it was before through our contact form and through email. Um, I, I particularly understand this challenge is I have a, a coaching client who has a garage door repair company. And so- I can see it. That's a situation where exactly if you put this, if you put yourself on the side of the consumer, you've got this immediate problem, maybe even the emergency that you got to solve. And likely what people are doing is they're going down the list, right? And if you're not yep. responsive, they're going to the next one. Uh, this isn't about getting a quote or waiting. They just need the garage door fixed as quickly yep. as possible. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when they know like, all right, it's confirmed they're on this and they're going to start texting me at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. I, don't I, I rest. I, I'm at peace yes. now. I solved it, you know? Yep. yep. Um, and somebody's going to follow up with me tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yep. I love that as an example of an application of, especially in that situation where, where friction definitely kills you there. If you're making somebody jump through a bunch of hurdles to get somebody to say, can you come tomorrow? Right. Absolutely. So, and another one that was just recently uh, shared with me, a, a realtor client of ours um, started towards the end of January, maybe beginning of February. Um, and she's tracked, she's made over $58,000 in commission from her real estate leads through Leadferno. So what she has found is texting is the perfect way for uh, interested buyers and sellers to be able to ask just some initial questions and build that relationship much easier with her than how many feel about 
committing to a phone call or an appointment um, or something more formal. And she specifically just cites that like, because texting is a personal channel, she's like, it feels like the connection and the personal relationship mm. in this conversational exchange ramps up so much quicker and faster. She's like compared, yeah, compared to like her Facebook messenger leads and other things like that. Like these text leads are just, they, they convert better. They're stronger. It builds a stronger base. And yeah, she's, she's done fantastic. Her web leads are up over 200% for the year. Yeah. It's an interesting point because if you stop and think about it, even an email can feel more corporate or a uh, business. There's nothing more personal right now in communication other than getting somebody on the phone and, and speaking to them than a text message, right? In part yep. because of the point you made earlier where we we guard that. In other words, when we that's the other reason when we get a text, we look at it, right? Um, and it's also to your point of when we get spam texts, it really bothers us. Yeah. Yep. But when you do, when someone does ask to communicate that way, it is very personal right off the bat, isn't it? Absolutely. And, it, and that's just such a great advantage that it is, right? And th this comes from how it's evolved. Like it started as a personal channel. So it still feels very personal in that communication. To me, it's even more reason why you want it to be one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like mass texting is like, how can, how can we personalize our marketing? How can we personalize these things? Well, when it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's very personal. And that's only going to build trust quicker, endear them to your brand quicker, um, and make them feel like you're the right choice to work with. All right. We've touched on several different industries and you've given examples, the garage door repairs, a home services, a, a realtor, you know, the, the boat retailer. Are there other industries that this is a great fit for you have found? So I'm I'm amazed at how many industries we span across already. And there's all the time where somebody comes in and I'm like, huh, right? Like one, you learn, I didn't know this was a business. Um, and like uh, most recently we have somebody that it's the uh, rental companies that rent out all of like the traffic cones, the electronic signs, road clothes, detour ahead, all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and they wanted a real time way to connect with um, all these construction firms doing this work that that need those signs. Um, and yeah, they signed up and they're uh, in love with using us and their customers are happy. So I always frame it up this way. If your business has a chance to make hundreds or thousands of dollars from a customer purchase, just by answering a few of their questions, you probably need to test and explore this. Mm -hmm. So I don't see it as vertical, even though, yeah, we absolutely, you know, home service, professional services, right? Realtors, uh, accountants, lawyers, and then everything that can be fixed or repaired, remodeled, built with your home. Those are fantastic because exactly what I just talked about, the price points on those things are 500, 5,000 or more dollars. So answering answering those questions uh, and getting that valuable customer in uh, is exactly what they want to do. But that's really the big thing. I just look in your process, no matter what, even with the best content in the world, that customer still might have one very detailed or specific question that if you make asking that question easy and you answer it easily, you are then going to get them into your sales funnel. Right, right. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. All right. A couple more best practice questions, best practices question about using texting for lead generation. You had, a, I think it was a blog post. It was very interesting about how to 
how to even uh, label it on the website. You know, for example, you, instead of, you know, connect with us, let us help you. Uh, tell me a little bit about why that's so effective and, and how you help people with how you invite them to connect is very important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We we kind of, to, to our buttons, um, they're, they're basically like two separate buttons and there's three content elements that you can kind of create content for. And what we have found in doing this in testing and then what we see with customers is there's some key components that you want to make sure you're advertising slash marketing or, or messaging with these buttons. The, the first is that you offer texting. Um, putting that upfront um, is by far and away the massive differentiator. Mm -hmm. The second one that you're talking about is like, how do you present that you're approachable right. or that you, or you respond fast, you're going to connect to a real human. Like all of these things are, are really important to us in getting um, help quickly and getting the right kind of help um, not being put through. Right. We can, uh, I definitely want to dive into this whole little bit within the live chat or chat bot world um, because we are replacing a, a ton of those um, solutions much more than people trying real-time communication for the first time. Yeah. But you know, it's all about that golden rule that I said easier that I'm just huge on. And that's just like, be easy to work with. So you want to structure these call to actions just to let them know we respond fast. We're great at communication. We have options for communication. You're going to speak to a, a person, not a bot or glorified navigation. We're not going to route you into a bunch of articles. Like you're actually going to get real help. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that, you know, and, and I get it because I've been part of these technology solutions. Like we want to automate and, you know, technologify everything that, that we can. So we get it off our plate. Right. Well, it's really turned us into like getting real honest and fast help from a real person ends up being like this golden sword. That's the ultimate, you know, way to defeat your competitors and make customers happy. So we just say like, use that verbiage to show them that there is no wall that you have to run through to get actual help. It's right here. It's right up front and it's super easy. Go ahead and start the process. So, but, but the challenge here though, Aaron, and you spoke to this earlier is now uh, I have to have someone, if it's really going to work, I have to have somebody who responds, right? How are you seeing small businesses do that effectively, generally speaking? In other words, now I, you know, now I got to make sure whether it's my salespeople or my customer service people, whoever it is, are, that they need to be responsive here now, right? Now that I'm open this up. Yeah. And again, here's the beauty of what texting it is. It's, it's already likely your staff, your sales team, your employees it's already likely the channel that they communicate the most with. So when you go to train them and the, and this communication is happening through our app, which very much mimics uh, the texting app you're already using on your phone to train them up on texting with a customer takes seconds. Takes so my minutes. salespeople or whoever's going to handle this is going to have an app on their phone. Yep. And um, I'm assuming there's some method to assign them to particular people, but wh whatever that is, the point is that that salesperson or that person assigned 
is going to have an app on their phone and they're going to be notified immediately when a text comes in. Is that what I'm understanding? Yep, absolutely. They're going to get the same push notification you get when you get a text message um, through your personal app on your phone. So you you have that notification and you're opening an app and going to into an inbox that looks very similar to the texting app you already use. So that familiarity is one big piece. Yes. Um, uh, again, when we compare that, when a business like signs up for live chat, what we typically see is they will train one or maybe two people how to use that live chat because it's a different interface and you you turn yourself on, turn yourself off. Uh, don't forget to turn it off before you walk away to go to lunch or live chats will come in and no one will answer them. I see. Um, and there's like penned up, you yeah. know, and, and I've done it, right? I've ran live chat for oh, yeah. previous software companies and some people are natural and it's no problem. Others, it's like there's pressure to like, oh, I need to respond right away, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the speed feels overwhelming to them. Where with with texting, you don't you don't have that. Like, yes, you can communicate in real time, sure. but you don't need to have all that pressure. And people already understand that because right. they're they're already texters. Right. The expectation is different uh, right off the bat. When I text, I mean, I mean, I might be surprised if you text me right back, but the expectation is you're going to text me back. I don't know within ten minutes, fifteen minutes, an hour, depending on the type of service that it is. Right. If it's garage door repair, I want an immediate response. Right. So you got to judge it. But you facilitate that, but the expectation is different than your than a live chatbot that I'm trying to monitor. Yep, and and you get some other benefits too. So um, one to that consumer expectation, we wanted to put data to this, so we ran a survey, surveyed 2,000 consumers, um, and we looked at expected response times. And live chat, as you'd expect, over 50% of live chat users said, I expect a response within minutes, right? That's an acceptable response time. So there you see that pressure. They're expecting yep. minutes. Now, what's really interesting is for text messages, the largest, the, 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 the biggest section of answers, over 52% said a same day reply is acceptable with text messaging. Interesting. So now you just took, you have seconds to minutes um, to meet your customer's expectations or to wow them with live chat. You have that same business day to do that. You have so many more minutes and, and hours to do that with text messaging. So that's definitely one massive advantage with it. And then we see some of the other things too. The other really interesting thing out of that survey is like, what do you do when you get to a live chat that says it's offline or sorry, agents not available. We've all opened those chats. Yeah. Um, button says live chat and it's like, oh, you know, sorry, we're not here. You can call or fill out this form or email us. So our survey showed that over 57% of users said they just leave the site. Yeah, And so to me, that's just such a leaky bucket. Um, and it's why our buttons are always there. You can always send the text message. It's always the same. We just change what the reply is and what the expectation is when they're responding to you after hours. And so that's some of the other things on the business side. We have business features laid in over the top. So one, as we already discussed, we're sending an auto reply. So the system's automatically replying back to them. So that relieves pressure off your team because they're already receiving a first contact from from their inquiry, letting you know, and you're able to frame up a reply. So you can say, you know, hey, we'll get, you know, we our average reply will usually get back to you in a half an hour or within an hour. Um, for smaller businesses, it might only be one or two people. Their message, their auto reply is like, we're currently with customers. As soon as we're free, we're going to get back to you. Or I'm currently on a job site. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to contact you. So you can frame up those expectations really easy. 
And then we also have things uh, called shortcuts, which allows you to build a library of saved replies. So now instead of having to type out hundreds of characters to common answers, question, pre-sales questions you're always asking, links you want to send people, within just two taps, you're sending that off. And so you're saving all kinds of uh, time with that. We we have a ton of users that are like, oh, I wish I had some of these options in my personal texting because it's just so much more efficient to have these business grade features for auto replies and replies and everything else. Wonderful. All right, we'll start to wrap it up. Is there anything else? Uh, I mean, obviously at a high level that we haven't talked about uh, as it relates to what Leadferno offers. What else do you want us to know? Uh, I just really think uh, all businesses will benefit uh, from this at a strategic mindset um, is just paying more attention to the bottom of the funnel, paying more attention to conversion. The The thing we always gravitate towards is top of funnel. How can we get better search engine rankings and more traffic and more likes on our social posts and more followers and, and all of those kind of things? And we completely neglect at the end when we already have traffic coming in, we have people doing things we're trying to nurture them with content and photos and video and, and all those kind of things. And we just pay no attention to that, that last mile. So even, you know, I, I would just advise somebody, even if you're not using texting or not interested in or whatever else, like pay attention to that last mile. Those are your most qualified potential leads that are there that you're just not getting them to take that last step. And so really focus on how, how you can get and make that last step even easier and right? How, if you can increase your conversion 10, 20, 50% without paying any more for top of funnel traffic, it's, huge. it's yeah. so, yeah, so much yeah. more cost-effective because to, to double your leads at the bottom, if you don't change anything at the bottom, you have to pay twice as much for the leads at the top. And that's, that's so right. expensive. Yeah. Well said. Agreed. All right. Uh, there is a, a free trial and there's going to be a link. I'm going to have a link on the show notes page to this episode. To, to get you there. So go to the howabusiness.com, go to this episode with Aaron Wykey, and you'll find that link to sign up and try the free trial. Um, all right, books. I'm always looking for a book recommendation. Is there a book that uh, that you would recommend? Yeah, my latest read that I really enjoyed is called The Unfair Advantage. Um, it's been out for a few years, I think. I just got around to it, but it's all about you know, finding out uh, where do you have an unfair advantage over others, unlocking it personally, unlocking it uh, in your business. So it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a quick read and it's just a lot of really great things to get you in the right mindset to like leverage uh, the right things that create an unfair advantage of you to compete and win. Wonderful. Thanks for that recommendation. I'll have a link to that as well on the show notes page. We'll wrap it up. Last two questions, Aaron. What's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation that we've had about using text messaging for lead generation? And, and it could be what you just summarized, but what's one thing you want us to take away from this? Yeah, let's just go back to my golden rule. Be yeah. easy to work with, right? It's time It's time to evolve. It's time to explore. It's time to you know, communicate where people are communicating. Texting is a great way to make yourself easy to work with. Be easy to work with, eliminate that friction. That leads to an opportunity to really enhance your close rate on those qualified leads, which is golden because you don't have to spend any more money necessarily on the top of the funnel where it's expensive. Yep. Good stuff. Excellent. Where do you want us to go online to learn more? Please feel free to, you know, Twitter stock me. Elon hasn't ran it into the ground yet. So. <laughs> 
at Aaron Weike on Twitter. I shared slash overshare there um, at Leadferno uh, for our company on Twitter. Uh, and then leadferno.com, especially to our blog. We're very educational focused. You'll find a lot of the research that we've uh, mentioned today. We've conducted a number of studies um, highlighting our features, how to put them to use, how to use it in specific verticals and industries. So there's over 50 blog posts there. We we write an article almost weekly. So you can dive in, you can learn a lot, get a lot of, uh, of ideas and understand um, how text messaging can help you convert. Yeah, I would have to agree with the, the quality of the blog post. That's where I got a lot of the information that in doing the research, a lot of best practices are shared there on those blog posts So great stuff there. Appreciate it. All righty. We'll wrap it up, Aaron. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today and sharing all this information. Lucky that you invited me, Henry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, this is Henry Lopez. Thanks for being with me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today again was Aaron Weike. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.